Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Hi, welcome to Good Friday. So today is about good news. And maybe you're already part of our family and you're with us today because you think Easter is something you should do. But I'm going to believe that it's a divine interruption that will change your life forever. So if you're ready for the word this Easter Friday, say this with me. My heart's open, my mind's ready, and I won't be the same again in Jesus' name. I'm reading from Acts 13 verse 29 and it said this. When they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. There are other accounts of the Easter story with a lot more detail given. They are found in the Gospels, but this one is written by Luke, who was a physician. That's a doctor, and he was also a Christ follower. He was looking back on all the things that had happened in the final days of Jesus' life and was just writing down the important points of it all. And he said, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. Now, this may be the end of the verse, but it's not the end of the story. There is a space of time between this verse and the next verse. It's the space between what was and what would be. This was Friday. Friday was when they took Jesus off the cross and put him in a tomb. But God wasn't finished on Friday. Friday was what we call day one. But there was a day three coming. And that's where the next verse takes us. In Acts 13, the next verse, verse 30, says this. But God, but God. How many of you are thankful for the divine interventions in your own life? The but gods, but God raised him from the dead. So they took Jesus down from the cross and they laid him in a tomb. But God, but God. God, I'm so thankful for the but God moments in my life. When life was going one way and then there was God. Things were going in one direction and then there was a divine interruption. And Luke says, God raised him from the dead. Today I want to talk about that time between. Just a few days before this, the followers of Jesus did not expect that in any way to be taking his body off a cross. And not only taking it off a cross, but placing it in a tomb, in a grave. He was the one who claimed to be the life. And now he was dead. And we all experience times in our own lives when we suddenly in a space that we didn't plan to be in. We had no concept of it coming. And we didn't see it coming at all. And we were not prepared for it. Something that you you thought would last forever suddenly ends. The company that you're working for um, downsized and you found yourself without a job. That baby that you were excited to bring into this world didn't make it to full term. I remember getting a call from the doctor saying, Mark, the cancer in your prostate has broken out and has spread into your pelvic region. He told me he could no longer operate, but he'd rather hand me over to one person that might be able to do the operation and remove it through a robotic surgery. He would get back to me the following week. 
All of a sudden, my family was thrust into a space where we were not prepared for. We weren't prepared at all. We are in the space between. We went from a space where things were going well to a space where we didn't know what was going to happen to us. And like these disciples, we were, I think every one of us have all experienced times in our lives. We were suddenly in a space that we didn't plan for where we felt disappointed, where we felt hurt, where we felt afraid and uncertain about what to do or where to go, where to turn, or what the future hold. And the disciples did not expect that Jesus was going to be put into a tomb. So they ran and they hid. Some even denied him in the space between, before the resurrection. And my prayer on this Easter Friday is that I can help you see these times in your life as spaces that God uses on the way to something better in your future. You see, you are not alone when you're in a space. Did you hear me? You are not alone when you're in a space. God does his best work in the spaces of our story. So I don't know where this Easter finds you, but I want to assure you that whatever space you're in, you are not in that space alone. Isaiah 43 says this, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned because there's another in the fire standing next to you. So in the middle of what you had hoped to see and what you are seeing right now is the space between. There's a space between your current experience and what you are believing God for in your future. There's a space between today's pain and tomorrow's healing. There's a space between the tragedy of today and the triumph of tomorrow. There's a space between your broken heart and your healed heart. And God does his best work in the space between. Romans 8.28, we know it. And we know that all things God works. God works for the good. God doesn't just work. He works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. In the space of uncertainty, in the space of your trial, in the space between where questions are many and the answers are few, God works. And if you study the Bible, you'll see that everyone God used in a significant way had the space in their story with questions and uncertainty and, and even where they felt alone and afraid. Spaces where their minds were invaded by doubt and worry and fear, fear about their future. And just like the disciples, that first Easter Friday when Jesus was put in the grave. One example of that is Moses who made a mistake and killed a man, and then spent 40 years on the backside, the Bible says, of the desert. In other words, he was alone, feeling like he had completely blown it. But in that space for 40 years, something was happening on the inside of him. He was developing strength and patience and, and humility and confidence. You see, the space between was the place where he was being prepared for what God had ahead of him. God wasn't done with him. He's the guy who then led God's people out of captivity and into the place of God's future plan that he had for them. God does his best work in, I believe, all of us in the space between. And you will feel that nothing is happening because in the spaces, you don't see everything that is going on. 
It's like the seed that goes into the soil. That seed has a, has a future. But right now, like Jesus in the tomb, it's in darkness. It's like the tree that you watch growing in your garden. It doesn't just grow outwardly. It grows underneath the surface. And if it doesn't keep growing in the darkness, it will never grow outwardly. It won't get strong. It won't have a future. And what I'm telling you this Easter Friday morning is that when you don't think that something is happening, something's happening. When you think nothing's happening, something's happening. There was a time when the people of Israel had to pass through the wilderness on their way to the promised land. And you need to know what you do in the space really matters. How you respond matters. And the Israelites complained and got frustrated in the wilderness. Man, they complained. In the space between. And they never ever made it to the place that God had planned and purposed for them. What you do in the space between really does matter. There was this young girl named Esther in the Bible. And she's a great example of this. She was an orphan girl. And she grew up as a slave in a foreign land. And all the time that she was growing up, God was shaping her, getting her ready to be a voice that represented her people and would eventually save them, all her people from genocide. She became an influential advocate on behalf of her people. But for years, she was in the space between, a place where she, where she probably thought, God, God, what's going on in my life? Why am I here? God, why am I an orphan? You know, why am I without a family? I feel so isolated. Uh, what I'm doing, you know, I, I don't understand. And I don't understand why I'm here in this strange land. Can you relate to her a little, just a little bit during this COVID season? She must have had some questions, but it was the space between. And I want to encourage you to not get stuck in the past or settle in the present. You need to keep moving forward. We are living in a world where people quit way too easily. Where they throw in the towel and give up on their marriage. They give up on their children, on serving God. In a world that has people quitting whenever things come against them. You need to know there's a good God who raised Jesus from the dead. And verse 29, the tomb is not the final chapter. It's a space in the story, but it's not the story. And the mistake that a lot of people make is that they turn what is meant to be a space in their lives into the story of their life. A lot of people hit a tough time in their life and they just revisit it and they revisit it and they revisit it. And they have a tendency just to live it, live it, live it. And if anybody will listen, they will talk about the injustice. They will talk about the pain. They will talk about the failure and the mess up in their lives. They'll talk about what somebody did wrong to them. But, but to keep thinking about what could have happened or should have happened, I'm telling you, will cause you to get stuck. There is no future in your past. And the Bible tells us to not look at the past, but to look at the future. Philippians 3.13 says, But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Straining towards what is ahead. And I want to encourage any person that will let me encourage them today to understand that what happened to you may not have been fair may not have been good and, and somebody might have done something wrong to you. 
But I have found that a lot of people, when you invite them to join you online or go to church, they say, no, they don't want to because uh, of what some other person did or, or some bad experience that they had some years ago. Maybe it was in a church somewhere, whatever. And I want to tell you that there is no future in your past. So I want to encourage you to not get stuck. I want to encourage you, don't settle. Yes, somebody did you wrong, and I'm sorry. I really am. I'm sorry that happened to you. You had a tough time, and I'm truly so sorry. But I want you to understand, what you made a story was only meant to be a space in the bigger story. Are you with me? Where you would move on from. God wants you to move on from the space into the next chapter of what God has for your life. Keep taking your next step. Keep moving forward. Keep moving through the space. Maybe I'm talking to you right now and you say, yep, I did that way back then, man, and I'm still doing it. Don't feel condemned. That's the worst thing that could happen right now. That would be piling defeat on top of defeat. Just understand this Easter Friday that God loves you enough to want to talk to you just a little bit. And he says, come on, move your life forward. You know, you can shake this off. You can move beyond what happened to you in your past. He's saying he's got a future that is planned and purpose just for you. Jeremiah 29 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. There are going to be spaces in your life where the only way that you're going to get through is if you will fight for your future. In fact, my wife has written a book called Favor in the Fight because of the journey that we've had in our life, the journey in the space. And I know some of you have bought into the idea that if God wants it to happen, then God will just make it happen. Kesari, God will do it. No, no, no. You've bought into a myth. You've bought into a lie. You've bought into something that is not true. There are a lot of things going on in this world right now that are not the will of God. There are a lot of decisions being made in the world today that are not the will of God. If there was only the will of God around us, then there would be no hate. There would be only love. There would be no crime. There would be no strife. So listen to me. We have to fight for our future. Did you hear me? Sometimes we have to fight for our future. You can't just go with the flow and have God's plan just happen in your life. You've got to fight. You know, there was a young man called George Pickering. I think it was in uh, 2015. Who had a stroke and was on life support. And the doctors made the decision to start the process of taking him off life support. But his father was outraged. He went ballistic. He got a gun and started a standoff with anyone who tried to remove the life support from his son. George had a history of seizures, but the father just did not believe in any way that his son was brain dead. And so he stood at his bedside for several hours, commanding his son to squeeze his hand. And eventually he did. And the amazing thing is today, George is alive and completely healthy. Now, I'm not telling you the story so that you can go and get a gun and have a standoff with hospital staff and the police and all that. No. But I want to say that there are times when you just have to fight for your future. Sometimes you have to make up your mind 
that when you don't feel like standing, you're going to stand. Sometimes you just have to push through the pressure and through the opposition. You see, Jesus had to fight for his future. And he is our example. In Hebrews chapter 12, it is talking about what happened that Easter. And this is what it says in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. That doesn't sound very passive, does it? And let us run with perseverance, literally determination, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, the example, and the perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him. Say, fix, we fix our eyes on Jesus, like Jesus who, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning the shame, and now sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Can I remind you that Jesus prayed on the Thursday and asked if there was any way that this cup could be removed. He was saying like, please, Father, I don't want to go through the space. If you could have another plan, if there was another way, can there be any other way but this way? What I'm trying to do is help you understand the mindset of Jesus when he entered that Friday. He fought his way through the betrayal and the pain and the suffering and even the loneliness to get to the place where it says the joy, the joy set before him. In other words, that what was in front of him, a place of full surrender and fulfillment where he could finish strong. So imagine he's in the space between and imagine Jesus as your example. The Bible is saying that when you're tired and, and when you feel like giving up, fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, who in the space for the joy in front of him, keep on moving forward. He could have called down angels from heaven. He could have said, time out, that's it, I can't take anymore. And the whole of heaven would have responded. But Jesus kept on pressing on. He kept on moving forward because he knew that this was not the end of the story. Sunday was on its way. And you don't want to miss this Sunday. I'm telling you now, we would love you to join us if you can because I'm telling you now, it's going to be life-changing. I believe God's given me a message for this Sunday. Don't miss it. But anyway, Jesus kept on saying that the joy was in front of him. Friday was not the end. A resurrection was coming. And if you're coasting through life and, and your attitude is more like, hey, well, you know, whatever will be, will be. I want to stir you up. I want to stir you up to fight for your future. I believe the way we move life forward is to take a step forward, to make a move in the right direction, a step towards our destiny. If we don't move, we are just staying where we are. And for some of you, the next move is simply to make a decision that you are going to fight for something beyond your complacency that, that you find yourself in right now. You know, come to a place where you say, I settled way too short. My kids, my, my family, my future is way too important for me to just relax right now. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to take a step out of my comfort zone. And I'm going to do the things that are not easy to do. I'm going to take a stand. So be faithful. Be more committed to making Jesus the, the primary focus of your life. You know, there are husbands that are with us today. And your wife and your children need you to lead. 
You are capable of doing it. But you just become so passive in the season. Now, for some of you, your job wasn't affected. Your relationships haven't been affected. Your finances haven't been affected. Everything is good. But know this. God didn't bless you so that you could stay complacent. So that you could just coast along. That you could just go online or go to church on the big days. Because maybe your spouse wanted you to. No. God did not bring you this far for you just to settle and take it easy. He has a future. He has a plan. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for your children, for your legacy. And your next move is to say, you know, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight for my future. We are going to be faithful to the church. We, we're going to be committed to the things of God. I'm going to lead my family in the way that is right. I'm going to train up my children in the way that they should go so that they do not depart from it. That's your next step. And then you are others listening and you need to become a Christ follower. When Jesus was on the earth, he said those two words repeatedly. Follow me. He went around saying, follow me. Now he didn't have a Twitter account or a Facebook page, but he was inviting people all the time to follow him. Just follow me. I've got better things for you. If you will just follow me, I will be there for you in the fire. I'll give you strength that you never ever expected to have if you follow me. And then for some of you listening, your next move is to just accept Christ. Easter is when we pause and we think about the extraordinary price God was willing to pay to bring people like you and me back into his house. In fact, it's impossible to overstate the immense value God places on every single person on earth. He gave his life for you. And in a few minutes, I'm going to give you a chance to follow him. You can follow after him. You can say, I want to be a Christ follower. I want to make him the leader and the Lord of my life. I don't understand it all, Mark. I don't really understand what's going on. But I do know that I want to make him my Lord. That's your next move. Some of you, need to take a step towards community and join a life group. It's about taking a step and, and making a move in the right direction. That's what moves life forward. If you don't make a move, you stay where you are. And I don't believe any of us want to stay where we are. And some of you need to make connecting with God's house a priority. You don't get into shape by going to the gym just a couple of times a year. Come on, that's true. You get strong when you embrace resistance, when you do it regularly. And you need to come to a place where you say, I might be in a space, but while I'm here, I believe that God is getting me ready for the future that he has planned for me. I believe there's a destiny inside of me that deserves to be lived out to the full. And with God's help, with God's help, I'll keep showing up and I'll let I'll let God know that I'm here to do what he's planned and purpose for my life. I'm going to be found in his house. You know, I'm going to come into his presence day after day, week after week, month after month. For the disciples, Jesus was dead. Their plans had been shattered and they found themselves in a dark space, Acts 13, 29. And when they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But it didn't end there. The next verse, verse 30. But God, but God raised him from the dead. 
and something supernatural took place that it forever marked human history and it's caused the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He rose from the dead and 2,000 years later he is still touching lives and bringing hope to the lost. It's truly good news. Sunday was coming and the grave could not hold him. And we all face the space between. What is your next step? What is your next step? Let's pray. God, I thank you for every person listening. And I believe with all my heart that this word will not return void. Not at all. It will accomplish everything that it was sent to do. And I thank you that we have received the word and God has been planted into good soil. Good soil. And that you are doing new things. You are doing a better thing inside of us each and every day of our lives. We are not going to leave the same way we came today, God. We are going to move on with a new hope, new decisions. Lord, we're going to move our lives forward and not be complacent but full of faith. We're going to have an expectation that after Easter, life will be better than before. And I thank you for it all in Jesus' name. As I said earlier, for some of you, your next move is to become a Christ follower. This is your moment. This is your time to let God know that you believe in him, that you want to give your life to him, and you want his will to be done in and over your life. If that is you, then I'm going to invite you to join me in a prayer that we are going to pray today. And I believe with all my heart that God is going to do in a moment what couldn't be done in a lifetime. And that is change your entire life. It's going to change your legacy. It's going to change your future. So if you're taking that next step right now, why don't you just say this with me and say it out loud if you can. Would you do that today? Goes like this. Lord Jesus, welcome into my world. Come into my heart. Forgive me all my sins and make me a new person. I receive you as the leader and the Lord of my life and thank you for my salvation. I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you just prayed that prayer, know that we're standing with you this Easter Friday and we're excited for your future. May your next move be to stay connected. Perhaps join a Zoom life group because God created you for community and we do not need to stand alone at all. On Sunday, remember this, I have a message that will impact you. I'm serious. It's going to change your life. God's laid it upon my heart to give to you. So I look forward to seeing you this coming Sunday. But until then, share hope, show kindness, and shine Jesus.